and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 10th of December 2022. This is Janet and your other readers are Alan, Amanda and Brian. The editor this week is Kevin. Our technician this week is Gary and this, this week the team is at number three. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. This week's headline is Trial Verdict Warning to Fly Tippers. These and other stories follow. Before we start the current news items, as part of the introductions, we will have some Christmas trivia facts. Hello there, this is Alan. Coca-Cola played a part in Santa's image. Before Coca-Cola decided to use his image for advertising, Santa's looks tended more towards spooky than jolly. Then in 1831, the beverage company hired an illustrator named Haddon Sundblom to depict the jolly old elf for magazine ads. Now, kids see visions of sugar plums instead of having Santa-themed nightmares. Hello, this is Amanda. You can thank Prince Albert for your Christmas tree. Brew a cup of tea when trimming, trimming your tree this year to pay homage to its origins. When Prince Albert of Germany got a tree for his new wife, Queen Victoria of England, the tradition really took off across the pond. A drawing of the couple in front of a Christmas tree appeared in Illustrated London News in 1848. To use modern parlance, the idea went viral. And hanging stockings started by accident. Legend has it, we hang stockings by the chimney with care, thanks to a poor man who didn't have enough money for his three daughters' dowries. Generous old Nick dropped a bag of gold down their chimney one night after the girls had hung their freshly washed stockings there to dry. That's where the gold ended up, and the tradition stuck. Hello, this is Brian. St Nick was more generous than jolly. You probably already knew that the idea of Santa Claus came from St Nicholas. The saint wasn't really a bearded man who wore a red suit. That look came much later. In the 4th century, the Christian bishop gave away his large inheritance to the poor and rescued women from servitude. In Dutch, his name is Sinter Klaas, which later morphed into Santa Claus in English. Rudolph was a marketing ploy. Rudolph the Resno's reindeer first appeared in 1939 when the Montgomery Ward department store asked one of its copywriters to create a Christmas story for kids that the store could distribute as a promotion. The adorable movie featuring the island of misfit toys and Herbie the Elf hit the airways and our hearts in 1964. Now back to this week's news, where a trial verdict is a warning to fly tippers. A man from Luton has been handed a suspended sentence after being found guilty on two counts of fly tipping rubbish on a country lane. Martin Woodbridge of Pointers Road was sentenced recently after a two-day trial in August. 
He was charged with two incidents of the unauthorised deposit of controlled waste, contrary to Section 33 of the Environmental Protection Act 1990, between, the March, between March 27th and 29th last year. Woodbridge was sentenced to 10 months imprisonment, suspended for 12 months, and ordered to pay to attend 15 days of rehabilitation activity and pay a contribution towards prosecution costs for the sum of £900 and compensation of £600 for clear-up costs. The court heard how a Decorum Borough Council Environment Enforcement Officer went to Coles Lane in Markgate to investigate a report of fly-tipping, where a large pile of waste was found to have been dumped by the roadside. The covert cameras in the area were reviewed and showed a male driver unloading waste, including old vehicle parts, out of a white van. The same vehicle was then seen to return days later and dump a similar amount of waste at the same location. The defendant was invited to attend an interview under caution at the decorum council officers, but failed to attend or further engage with the council during the investigation. At the trial, Woodbridge, who entered not guilty pleas to both charges and represented himself, maintained that his vehicle was a different model to the one used to commit the offences and that the number plate of his vehicle had also been copied and put on a different vehicle by someone else to commit the offences. After hearing all the evidence, a jury unanimously found him guilty on both counts of fly-tipping. Councillor Julie Banks said... This sentence shows our zero-tolerance approach to environmental crime and, in particular, fly-tipping. She added, Our environmental enforcement officers work hard to assess and visit every reported incident of fly-tipping in the borough to evidence the fly-tipping and investigate, where possible, who was responsible for dumping it or where it's come from. Parents' anger A school introduces late pick-up fee. Parents from Hemel Hempstead Primary School say that a late fee for picking up children late is not fair. A parent from Micklem Primary School, who wished to remain anonymous, has been charged £15 for picking up their child late from school but they say they were late due to reasons which were out of their control, delayed buses. The parent said, I have a screen capture of the bus being cancelled multiple times. It does not help the situation and it's not fair. They charge a flat fee no matter how many minutes late I am. A spokesperson from the school said, As an inclusive and happy school community, we rely on our parents and carers being able to bring children to school on time and collect them promptly at the end of the school day. Whilst we would never discuss the circumstances of any individual child or family, we do have empathy with families who find logistics around school times difficult and we do offer support on the usually very rare occasions when this happens. They continued, We're lucky enough to have the facilities to offer a regular after-school club to help those families who want wraparound care. 
This, too, is an optional paid-for service with specific terms and times of operation. Any fines that are incurred are not designed to be punitive, but instead cover the additional cost of staffing, uh, staffing numbers, heating and lighting for any care provided outside of the agreed times. Uh, as of October 31st, Mecklen Primary School automatically uh, sends children to its after-school club if they are waiting to be collected. A letter notifying the parents of the new rules said, daily emergency fee for our after-school club is £15. We would still expect you to collect your child as soon as you are able to, despite them being in our wraparound care. It added, the after-school club session closes promptly at 5.15pm. If you fail to collect your child before this time, you will be charged an additional £15 late fee. The school said that it understands that there are exceptional circumstances and those with a reason for being late on a single occasion can speak with head teacher Mr Swift. Injunction granted to stop protests by M25 activists. National Highways has been granted an injunction to deter protesters from disrupting the M25 after Just Stop Oil campaigners scaled gantries near Kings Langley last month. The High Court order covers structures on the motorway and will last until just before midnight on November the 15th, 2023. The injunction, which was granted on November 29th before the Honourable Mr Justice Sewell, looks to prevent unlawful protests on the motorway around Greater London. It means that anyone entering, remaining upon or affixing themselves to any object or to any structure on the M25 motorway, or anyone causing, assisting, facilitating or encouraging any other person to do so, without National Highway's prior consent, may face civil proceedings for contempt of court for breaching the injunction order. Anyone found to be doing any of the above could face imprisonment, an unlimited fine, the seizure of assets or a combination of the sanctions. The injunction names 65 individuals arrested by police after protesting on M25 gantries. National Highways is gathering evidence to pursue civil proceedings for contempt of court against individuals arrested during this month's protests. National Highways says it remains concerned that the motorway will continue to be targeted by Just Stop Oil and other protesters over coming weeks and months. Transport Secretary Mark Harper said, The reckless, selfless act selfish actions of a small group of protesters has stopped children getting to school, people getting to work and emergency service workers from their critical work. That's why, in my first week as Transport Secretary, I instructed National Highways to secure an injunction in anticipation of upcoming disruption. He added, I have followed this up by ordering National Highways to secure this further injunction on the M25, which will be in place for a year. This means any activist flouting the law could face fines, civil contempt of court proceedings or even imprisonment. National Highway's Head of Service Delivery in the South East, Sean Martell, said, 
we're extremely concerned that the M25 will continue to be targeted by protesters, and this underlines the importance and need for the civil injunctions to deter unlawful protest activity. Two sixth formers from King's Langley School have directed a sign language video to celebrate International Day of Persons with Disabilities, December the 3rd. Samaira Iqbal, who is King's Langley School's first ambassador championing students with disabilities and learning needs, and Saha Abdul-Jabbar produced the piece, which is signed throughout. Samaira said, following the official legislation of British Sign Language earlier this year, and also coming from a South Asian deaf family myself, I thought it would be a great idea to compose a video of our staff and students signing BSL. Samira and well-being ambassador Sahar worked on the project to ensure that this video contained a message about Kings Langley School's commitment to disability awareness and to also show their support to the deaf community as a school. GPs in decorum, surgeries with waiting times above the national average. Patients at some doctors' surgeries in decorum have to wait far longer for appointments than at others, NHS figures show. The data shows how many patients had to wait more than four weeks for an appointment at their local practice during October, revealing the strain many surgeries are under. At Grove Hill Medical Centre in Kilbride Court, 5.1% of appointments in October took place more than 28 days after they were booked. Slightly lower was Apsley's Lincoln House surgery, where this was true of 4.7% of appointments in October. Both of these were above the national average of 3%. A project that supports young people in decorum has been given £1,000 from Amazon's Hemel Hempstead team. The Swan Youth Project, which provides a safe and supportive environment for young people, will use money to take their users on a trip to see the Lion King. The donation allows vulnerable young people who would not have the ability or funds to see such a show otherwise. Site leader at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead, John McEwen, said we are very happy to support the Swan Youth Project's efforts with this donation. The staff and volunteers provide a fantastic service and we'd like to thank them for everything they're doing for the young people of Hertfordshire. The Swan Youth Project's Parol Dix said... I'd like to thank John and his team at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead for their donation. Donations like this help us to continue to grow and provide opportunities for the young people in our community. Berkhamsted's Waitrose, one of three shops to trial Gales Bakery in store. A spokesperson from John Lewis Partnership said, we already have a great range of breads, including authentic sourdoughs and fresh bloomers, but we want to further elevate this, so we're trialling gales and increasing the range of products available for our customers, as well as highlighting the freshness and provenance of the bread. 
Hertfordshire Constabulary is supporting a new major campaign that encourages people to prevent, persuade and call the police on drink drivers this winter. This news comes as latest survey figures show that while 81% of Brits say drink drivers should be reported to the police, less than half would actually do it in practice. The new campaign, called Drink Driving Together We Can Stop It, is part of a national crackdown on drink driving, which will see the force stepping up patrols over Christmas. Chief Inspector Jason Finnegan said, We want people to enjoy their festive season, but want to remind people of the consequences drink driving can have. You could face a minimum 12-month driving ban, an unlimited fine and even a prison sentence. Most importantly, you could kill or seriously injure yourself or someone else. Train station usage has more than doubled across Great Britain in 2021-22. to Train station usage in decorum remained below levels seen before the coronavirus pandemic last year, new figures show. Office of Rail and Road figures show 2.6 million passengers entered and exited train stations in decorum in 2021-22, which is up from 809,474 the year before but below pre-pandemic levels of 5 million in 2019 to 20. Across the country, passenger numbers rebounded from a pandemic drop in 2020 to 21. An estimated 1.8 billion visitors entered and exited train stations in Great Britain last year, more than double the 690 million visitors the year before but this was still well below the 3 billion passengers who used stations in 2019-20 to before the pandemic. The ORR's estimates of station usage are taken from the rail industry's ticketing and revenue system, Lennon, with some local ticketing data. Adjustments are made to make the estimates as accurate as possible, the regulator said. Continuing that story, ORR Director of Planning and Performance, Ferris Alshocker, said it is heartening to see passengers return to travelling by rail following what was a difficult period for the industry during the pandemic. There's still some way to go in order for station usage figures to return to pre-pandemic levels. Once again, it's important to thank all those in the rail industry who continue to work hard to help people travel safely and with confidence. Transport Think Tank, the Institute for Transportation and Development Policy, said it, it is positive to see numbers rebounding, but there's still a long way to go. Jacob Mason, Research and Impact Director at the ITDP, said, as we recover from the pandemic, the time for a major investment into public transport is now. Of the four stations in Decorum, Hemel Hempstead was the most used station, with a million visitors, while Apsley was the least used, with 326,800. The Department for Transport said it has provided more than 16, million, 16 billion I beg your pardon, of funding 
for passenger services since the start of the pandemic. A spokesperson added, we now need to reform our railways to reflect changes in travel trends and restore financial stability on our railways. Tributes paid to Hemel True Gentleman who died after being hit by a car. The family of a man from Hemel Hempstead who died after being hit by a car have paid tribute to him. Robert Cluley, known as Bob, died on December the 2nd after being hit by a black Toyota Yaris on the A405 North Orbital Road. Mr Cluley, who was on foot, died at the scene. His family said, our much-loved dad, Bob, leaves behind a brother, five children, nine grandchildren and a newborn great-granddaughter. He was a true gentleman and would always help anybody. Nothing was too much trouble. A London black cab driver for well over 30 years, he was well respected amongst his wide circle of friends. Top of the world Bob was a Chelsea fan and kept everyone entertained with his expert analysis and continuous stream of jokes and stories. This is a huge loss for us and everyone who knew him. We'll never know anyone like him again. RIP Dad. The collision happened at around 5.50pm on Friday, December 2nd. Anyone with information is asked to report it online here or to call 101 quoting 613 of the 2nd of December. Fewer residents in decorum identify as English than a decade ago, as more opt for a British identity, new census figures show. John Roth Smith, Census Deputy Director, said, The recent data highlights that we are living in an increasingly multicultural society across England and Wales, with fewer people saying they belong to a particular nation. The figures from the Office for National Statistics show 17% of people in decorum identified as English only when the census took place last year, down significantly from 64% in 2011, and 57% selected British only in the recent survey, while 18% chose the identity a decade ago. Overall, about 92% of people in decorum chose any UK identity in 2021, down slightly from 94% in 2011. About 87% of people identified as white in decorum in 2021, down from 91% in the previous census. Additionally, 79% identified as white English, Welsh, Scottish, Northern Irish or British, falling from 86% in the previous census. In decorum, 8,948 residents, 6%, identified as Asian or Asian British, and 4,411, 3%, selected Black or Black British. A further 5,266, 3%, said they were mixed ethnicity. A nursery in Tring has reassured parents after it was told by Ofsted that it must improve after being inspected earlier this year. Pendley Day Nursery, which operates from Tring Athletic Football Club, requires improvement in all four areas in which it was assessed in October. Reacting to the report, a spokesperson for Pendley Day Nursery said, whilst we accept the recommendations for improvement, 
We are also pleased that the report highlights areas where the nursery does well. We have already produced a plan to address the recommendations made and are working hard to implement this. They continued, parents can be assured that their children's care and well-being is and will continue to be of very high importance. Our nursery team put a tremendous amount of effort and passion into providing the best quality of care for children and are determined to continue to do so. Continuing that story, according to the report published by the regulator, children at Pendley Day Nursery are not consistently provided with a curriculum that challenges and extends their learning and development. While the children enjoy their time there, more experienced staff can be preoccupied with sweeping the floor and dealing with administrative tasks. The report said this distract, distracts from the quality of teaching provided and leaves less experienced staff at times struggling to teach and support the children in their care. The inspector found that the provider and manager demonstrate a willingness to make further improvements to improve the quality of care and education. The nursery has until January 27th to improve and identify gaps in knowledge and skills which will help raise the quality of the curriculum and learning activities. New Hertfordshire police officer gets late father's collar number after passing training. A Hertfordshire student police officer has been given his late father's collar number after passing his initial training. PC David Morton, who now wears his father's number, 1581, was 11 years old when PC Andy Morton was killed in a microlite crash. His dad served in Hertfordshire Constabulary's Road Policing Unit and died in 2004 alongside Sergeant Ian Alexander. 29-year-old David served almost three years as a PCSO before starting his police officer training. He said, My interest in the police, and specifically Hertfordshire Constabulary, stemmed from my late father, who had served as a constable in Hertfordshire for 22 years when he sadly passed when I was 11 years old. PC Morton explained, A particular highlight for me was requesting and being assigned my dad's warrant number of 1581, which I now wear with pride, reminding me of him every time I wear my uniform. Drivers in and around decorum will have a National Highways road closure to watch out for this week. The latest expected works list shows that one closure is due to start this week. A414 from 10pm December the 10th to 5am December the 12th, under 10 minute delay, M1 northbound, junctions 8 to 9, carriageway closure for drainage. National Highways is responsible for maintaining motorways and major A roads, so closures of smaller roads will not be included in their schedule. A tenant in a Hemel Hempstead flat says his estate agents left a potentially fatal hole in his front doorstep for days. 
Alec Biswell says the gaping hole in the steps in front of the Alexandra Road House property was left exposed for days and could have caused a serious accident. But the estate agent says it sent contractors out at the first opportunity after being reported. Alec explained there's no light on the step. I had to put Christmas lights around because anyone could have killed themselves in that hole. He alerted the team at Squire Estates on Saturday, November the 26th. He explained, I said you're going to have to get someone to go and put a warning sign and cover it up before it gets not dark. And no one came out until Monday afternoon. Director of Squire's Estates in Hemel Hempstead, Jeanette Squire, said the company acted on the first business day after receiving the report. She said contractors were instructed and attended the property the same day to make it temporarily safe whilst the speciality replacement step was ordered. The issue was acted upon at the first opportunity after it was reported. Den's supporters raise over £31,000 after they brave a night outside. More than 31000 has been raised for decorum charity Dens after 100 people braved the cold for a sponsored sleep-out. People gathered at Hobbs Hillwood Primary School in their homes and offices to sleep rough in support of Dens. The money raised will help vulnerable individuals and families facing homelessness and poverty. Participants, who are wrapped up in thick layers and sleeping bags, slept under the stars with only cardboard boxes for shelter. Den's social, uh, social enterprise, The Coffee Project, served hot drinks to keep participants warm. Breakfast was provided by the local rapid relief team to celebrate the successful night. Corporate and Community Fundraising Manager Nikki Maxwell-Braithwaite thanked everyone who took part in the sleep-out and all the supporters. She said, We're so grateful for the incredible total raised, which is more important than ever as our services face unprecedented demand during these difficult times. Here are the full Christmas collection dates for bins in decorum. The Gazette has all the dates you need to know about for when bins will be collected in December and January. When Christmas comes around, the usual bin collection timetable changes. Blue-lidded bins, usually collected on Monday the 26th of December, Boxing Day, will be picked up on Christmas Eve, that's Saturday the, 20, the 24th of December. As a Christmas Day substitute, bins emptied on Tuesday, December 27th, will be collected the day after. This is the same for all blue-lidded bins for the rest of the week. Grey-lidded bins will also be collected a day later and the normal schedule will resume after January 7th, 2023. Extreme weather can cause disruption to waste collections. Residents can get up to date information about changes to normal collections by signing up for text alerts. 
Hillary's Leap of Faith for Centre. A woman has raised £2,380 for Gadsden Place Riding for Disabled Centre after she jumped out of a plane on the occasion of her 70th birthday. Long-term volunteer Hilary Fox took part in the tandem skydive from the terrifying height of 13,000 feet. Hilary said, The skydive is to mark my 70th was quite a challenge. But the best part has been the all the donors' amazing generosity. I can't thank everybody enough. Visit www.gadsdenplacerda.org.uk to donate. Now for obituaries and family announcements. Janet Kindred died on the 18th of November, aged 81. Formerly of Berkhamsted Amateur Operatic and Dramatic Society, her funeral will be at 2pm on Friday the 23rd of December at Chilton's Crematorium. Enquiries to Malcolm Jones and Metcalf 864-548. And George Bateson, the Bateson family, is sad to announce the death of our beloved George on November the 22nd, peacefully, at the age of 90, 90 years. Beloved husband to Alison, brother to Robert, father to Douglas, Gordon and Lorna, and grandfather to Theo, Arthur, Aya and Mia. Donations instead of flowers, please, to Rennie Grove Peace Hospice Care. Funeral arrangements to be confirmed. May they all rest in peace. Now, what's on in the week ahead in Hemel Hempstead? For families, Ashridge House illuminated until January 2nd. Gaze at fields of fire, walk through tunnels of light and be mesmerised by dazzling displays of colour and sound everywhere you turn during the 45 to 60 minute trail at the former Royal Palace near Berkhamsted. Visit ashridgehouse.org uk for details. Pantomime. Beauty and the Beast, Watford Palace Theatre, December 3rd to 31st. The Watford Palace Theatre Panto has been bringing Christmas cheer to audiences since 1908. This year, reuniting the team behind last year's smash hit at Whittington and his cat, Royal Court and Shakespeare's Globe actor Terence Frisch returns to his role as Watford's Dame for the tenth time in Beauty and the Beast. Written by Best, Best Pantomime Office Award winner Andrew Pollard. Collaborating again with director James Williams. Expect fabulous costumes stunning sets and live music, as well as a variety of performances that are relaxed, captioned and audio described. First, visit watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk or call 01923-225671 to book or for more information. Theatre. 
A Christmas Carol at the Roman Theatre, St Albans, December the 1st to the 23rd. Theatre company OVO presents a special one-hour adaptation of Charles Dickens' classic tale telling of Ebenezer Scrooge and what an array of ghosts teach him about Christmas. Visit ovo.org.uk to book or for more information. Family Theatre. Burglar Bill at Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, December 10th. Inspired by Janet and Alan Alberg's picture book, the fun characters are brought to life on stage with puppets and original music and songs. The show is presented by the Pied Piper Theatre Company. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book. Family. Christmas at Hatfield Park until December 31st. Hatfield Park's new Christmas light trail is now open. The installation is part of a spectacular collection of illuminations which transform the 42 acres of gardens and parkland where Queen Elizabeth I spent much of her childhood. Designed by Culture Creative, a mesmerising fire garden is composed of hundreds of flame heads interspersed with lantern trees by Mandy Lights, which echo the timeless beauty of Victorian-style street lamps. The brass effect shades shimmer in bright gold with electric flames inside the lanterns. Visit Christmas at hatfieldpark.ctickets.com to book. Films at the cinema. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Films this week include Matilda the Musical, Matilda, an extraordinary girl, armed with a sharp mind and a vivid imagination, dares to take a stand against her oppressive parents and head teacher to change her story with miraculous results. Violent Night. An elite team of mercenaries breaks into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. After some, 20 years after their last holiday at a fading vacation resort, Sophie reflects on the rare time spent with her loving and idealistic father, Callum. At 11 years old, as the world of adolescence creeps into Sophie's view, Callum struggles under the weight of life outside of fatherhood. Sophie's recollections become a powerful and heart-rending portrait of their relationship as she tries to reconcile the father she knew with the man she didn't. Hemel Today's reporter Olivia Preston tried out a newly refurbished pub in Hemel Hempstead. After a £750,000 renovation, the Fishery Inn in Boxmore has officially opened. Just a short walk from the train station, the Fishery Inn sits on the Grand Union Canal that now twinkles from the lights outside of the pub. Olivia reports, I was greeted by the friendly front-of-house team and the smell of fresh paint. Everything inside the pub has been replaced with an interior that feels cosy and almost homely. There are sage greens, intricate wallpaper, exposed beams and comfy seating throughout. I sat in the bar area and chose a secluded corner to enjoy my drink. My passion fruit 
martini was presented well with edible flowers for garnish. It was well balanced, not syrupy, as these cocktails can often be. I had a snoop in the back of the pub where snug booths sit next to two open fires, bringing that country feel. There was a warm atmosphere, even though empty. Heading towards the front, there is a new room called the Heron Suite, which brings the outside in with its retractable roof for the summer and much-needed heaters for the winter. The new decking looks like it will get some use in the spring. You're never too far from a reminder of the canal location with fishhook details, bird artwork work, and views of the water. Moving into the main dining area, which is now fully carpeted, I nestled myself into a comfy corner and read the menu, which has plenty on offer, including a dedicated vegan menu. A price of £27.95 is expensive for a steak, but for a treat I would pay it. While it is more expensive than your regular watering hole, for the price you get sizeable portions of tasty food while sitting in a cosy, relaxed setting. And now we have a selection of Christmas-themed items and events. The nativity scene has gone missing after Leverstock Green Church raid, but baby Jesus was left in place. Holy Trinity in Leverstock Green is appealing for nativity scene figures to be given back after the cutouts were taken from the churchyard last week. The Reverend Lizzie Hood said, Have you seen these crib figures? Sadly, someone took them from the churchyard just as we were preparing for our nativity crib festival. She added, Why would you do that? I imagine it's just a prank as they've left Jesus in the manger behind. So this is a plea to anyone who is holding Mary, Joseph, shepherd and donkey hostage. Please, can we have them back? She explained that the church has an Advent window trail in the village and needs them for Christmas. The trail, organised by resident Lee-Anne Visagi, encourages children to complete an activity sheet of all the window displays in the village and receive chocolate at the church on Christmas Eve. Family Community Christmas Fun Day. Founders of a children's sports company are supporting Decorum Charity Dens with a fun day in Hemel Hempstead. Former Hemel Hempstead town footballer Rennie Steer and Ola Williams created Sporting Kids in 2018. It is collecting food and hygiene product donations for dens during the lead-up to the big day on Saturday, December 17th. The two men set up a community football club two years ago which plays at the Hemel Stags home. The stadium is the drop-off spot for the Dens donations and the location for the community give-back fair. Olla said, We want the people of Hemel Hempstead to come out and support this community. We want to help kids and to help families and to support other people who need a helping hand during the Christmas period. From 9am until 2pm on December 17th, Sporting Kids will hold the fun day, featuring youth, football matches and festive stalls. The entertainment on offer includes dancers, 
Christmas carolers and inflatables, as well as a photo booth, a licensed bar, a raffle and a tombola. Entry is £1. Oller added, we are doing this to give back to the community. Donations can be dropped off at the Rugby Club Monday and Wednesday from 5pm to 7pm, Thursday from 5pm to 6pm and Saturday from 9am to 11am. Sporting Kids is a multi-sports company which gets children involved in football, basketball, tennis, cricket and gymnastics. To find out more about Sporting Kids, visit the website www.sportingkids.co.uk Santa returns to the streets of Hemel Hempstead. The Rotary Santa Sleigh 2022 is on its way. Santa will be visiting a street near you between the 25th of November and the 23rd of December. Ho, ho, ho. Come out to see him in your street or at one of our static venues. We're not knocking on doors. Please be outside to greet us. Track Santa from 1730 at christmas.trackit247.com Kindly supplied by Trackit247 Live GPS Tracking. This year, to donate, you can text HEMELSANTA2 to 70085 to donate £2 or HEMELSANTA5 to 70085 to donate £5. To donate another amount, insert that amount. Text costs the amount of the donation plus one standard rate message. Or just visit our giving page which can be found at www.justgiving.com forward slash campaign forward slash Hemel Centre 2022. Or drop coins in our buckets. Upcoming events, Friday the 9th of December, Boxmoor, North Counters End, Route 22, route sponsored by Daisy Chain Jewellers and Handsome Hounds Dog Grooming. Saturday the 10th of December, Riverside, 0800 to 1630. Apsley Marina, 1700 to 1730. Saturday the 10th of December, Bellswain's Nash Mills, Route 08. Route sponsored by Nash Sandwich Bar Cafe. Sunday the 11th of December, Holford's Two Waters, 10 o'clock to 1600. Sunday the 11th of December, Gadebridge Road, Hammerfield, Boxmoor, Route 06. Monday the 12th of December, Boxmoor Green End, Route 05. Route sponsored by Daisy Chain Jewellers and Handsome Hounds Dog Grooming. Wednesday the 14th of December, Marlowe's, Near Information Centre, 0930 to 1600. Wednesday the 14th of December, Adifield North, Route 16. Thursday the 15th of December, Warner's End, Route 03. Route sponsored by J&J Butchers. Friday the 16th of December, Cinema, Jarman's Park, 1600 to 2130. Santa's Grotto has opened for furry friends. A Hemel Hempstead dog grooming business has opened its doggy grotto for customers to take a festive picture of their pampered pups. JJ's Grooming Services in Wooten Drive annually sets up the grotto for customers to snap their pets in after they have been groomed. JCDR Dog Rescue, an animal shelter, will benefit from the donations from visitors. Those wanting to take some pictures are asked to message the business in Facebook to get booked in. 
Gratitude Advent Calendar for Kids A mum from Tring has made an Advent Calendar of Appreciation for her children this Christmas and is sharing it with families in decorum. Mindset coach Lisa Giles put together the calendar to help her kids to focus on mindfulness during the run-up to Christmas Day. Each day in December, children are set simple tasks to think about to help them focus on the things to be grateful for and appreciative of. You can find the printable calendar at tinyurl.com forward slash mv6p6n29. Santa is heading for your street. Keep an eye out for Santa in Berkhamsted this December. Thanks to Berkhamsted Rotary Club, the main man is taking to the streets of the town to spread festive cheer this Christmas. The annual sleigh is supported by various charities, including Dens and Home Start Hearts, who collect donations from doorsteps until December 23rd. A spokesperson for the group said, the public has been incredibly generous over the years. And in 2021, while still affected by the pandemic, we collected over £12,500. Berkhamsted Rotary is in the heart of the local community. Our diverse and lively members are active throughout the year, supporting local and international charities, youth events, the disadvantaged and the environment. To find out when Santa will pass by your house this Christmas, visit christmas.trackit247.com. A church in Boxmoor is putting on Christmas and New Year's Eve events to get the community into the festive spirit. St John's Church's Christmas Tree Festival will run from Friday, December the 16th, 10am, to 5pm on Tuesday, December 20th. The theme for this year is This is Christmas, and individual decorators have let their imagination run wild, forming their own interpretations of the theme and what Christmas means to them. A spokesperson for St John's said, The church is very grateful to all the tree sponsors and the very artistic and creative decorators without whom the festival could not happen at all. The trees can be viewed for a fee of £2.50 entry, while children go free every day of the festival bar Sunday when the church is used for worship. On December 18th, there will be carols around the trees outside when hot dogs and mulled wine will be served from 3pm. Father Christmas is hoped to pay a visit. Another St John's tradition, the New Year's Eve run walk, will return for its 10th year. The walk is not very strenuous at all and is very sociable. Families, babies in buggies and four-legged friends are welcome. Registration is from 11am at St John's, walkers set off at 11.30am and runners at noon. The fee for runners is £10 and for walkers £5. All proceeds going to music at St John's. Refreshments will be served in the church afterwards. Berkhamsted's Open Door Charity has launched the town's first community fridge in a bid to help tackle food waste. Since Tuesday, November the 29th, the fridge has been open to everyone 
with no need to be referred or prove eligibility to get fresh food that would otherwise have been thrown away. Residents are invited to get a parcel of rescued quality food from the community fridge, which is located outside the front of Open Door at 360 to 364 High Street in Berkhamsted. From 10am to midday every Tuesday, the community fridge will be open and filled with food donated by businesses and growers. Open Door is also calling all decorum food businesses and allotment holders in Berkhamsted to donate any surplus food. For more information about how the community fridge works or how you can donate, receive or volunteer, visit opendoorberkhamsted.co.uk. Christmas. A 14-year-old organises low-cost centre trail around Leverstock Green for families. A teenager from Leverstock Green has organised a low-cost centre trail around the village for four families to help raise funds for her upcoming student leadership trip. Grace Hurrell, 14, set up the activity for children and their parents to get involved with on December the 16th from 4.30pm to 6pm. For £3 per child, families can walk round the village, meeting elves and figuring out a special password to share with Santa at the end to get a prize. Grace explained, I thought that this year when many can't afford to pay for a really expensive grotto or Christmas experience, they have the option of this, which is fun for the whole family. She added, Lots of houses in the village have beautiful lights up, and the church has its advent trail running, so there are lots to look at when walking around. The trail was first started by the Hurrell family, and Grace has taken it upon herself to organise the event this year. The Long Dean student Nice raised £3,000 for her expedition to Borneo in the summer of 2024 for two weeks of trekking, conservation work and camping. Grace's mum, Kim, said starting year 10 and with this world challenge, this does seem to be growing up in confidence. This is lovely to see. It's good to see this development of her personality into an actual young adult. Anyone interested in taking part in the trail can email Kim at kim.hurrell at hotmail.co.uk. This year's Panto at Aylesbury Waterside Theatre has opened to a rapturous reception. The Cave of Wonders is open. Aylesbury Waterside Theatre's magical family pantomime, Aladdin, starring Davood Gadami, EastEnders and Holby City, Andy Collins from BBC Three Counties Breakfast Show and La Voix, Britain's Got Talent, is now open until Monday, January 2nd. Full of festive spirit, chart-topping hits, lamp-loads of audience participation and the most booable of baddies, this year's production has opened to high praise from audience members in Aylesbury and beyond. 
telling the tale of Aladdin and his quest to find and marry Princess Jasmine against the odds due to the evil ways of Abanaza, the plot is full of twists and turns, not to mention plenty of trademark slapstick. Aylesbury Waterside Theatre's annual panto has fast become a tradition, renowned for its comedy, interaction and fun-filled skits. The 12 Days of Christmas is a regular hit and this year features added surprises. For star of the show, Davoud Gadami, it's his first experience of Pantoland, but it sounds like it won't be his last. I'm having the best time, he said. The opening weekend's audiences were in fine booing voice and I'm absolutely loving every minute. With a stunning set, brand new costumes and dynamic dance routines delivered by the ensemble cast of Jesse Mae Simmons, Molly Lewin, Kira Lee, Sammy Herbert, Louis Walland and Junior Cruz, Castielli and the All-Stars, this year's production is one not to be missed. Here's a message from the Gazette newspaper team. As children get involved with their nativity productions at school, we want to feature your little angels in a special article in the Gazette. Please include your picture, child's name, school and year group for a chance to see them in the paper. We want to know what events are happening in Decorum to celebrate with the community. Tell us about your festive events. Email please to thegazette at nationalworld.com with details. And now we come to sport. First off, football. Hemel Hempstead Town fell to a 2-1 defeat at Concord Rangers on Saturday. The home side went in front after just nine minutes when a corner found Mo Bettimer, who scored the opener. Hemel created few chances. Josh Castiglione's effort on goal punched away by Rangers keeper on the half-hour mark, then Godfrey Poku shooting too high before the break. Keeper Beanie then denied Castiglione with a good save on 61 minutes before Hemel got level on 69 minutes when new loan signing Elliot Romain, who had joined on a month's loan from Fleet Town, netted on his debut. But two minutes later, Rangers got their winner and Hemel couldn't find another response, making it four games without a National League South win. Hemel were due to host Bath City last night after this week's Gazette had gone to press. They then go to Farnborough next Tuesday night. Storm taste double delight. Hemel Storm sealed their place in the National Cup quarterfinals and enjoyed another league win in what was a successful weekend. They went to Nottingham, uh, Nottingham Hoods in the league and Reading Rockets at home in the cup, managing to secure wins in both. Saturday's match against Nottingham Hoods was always going to be a tough game, with Storm previously winning 105 to 95 in what was a narrow victory and both sides showing that they were capable of winning. However, a third quarter of high intensity helped Storm to pull away to a convincing margin after going into half-time with a seven-point lead. Uh, Storm's ability to press Hud's players such as Goodemi helped Storm to take advantage of the Hood's frustration 
and score a lot of points on the flat break. Once Storm extended the lead to a fine margin, there was no way back for the Hoods, as Storm continued to pass the ball well and shoot with a high degree of accuracy. It was a spread-out performance in terms of scoring, with the um, five players scoring in double figures. It was overall an impressive performance, which had to be continued the next day in Sunday's Cup match. Sunday's game saw Storm face Reading Rockets and, dominating throughout the game, Storm raced off to an early lead, capitalising on Reading's high foul count and punishing them with steals and points on the fast break. Highlight play of the game saw Romario Spence score a post-the-dunk against his former Storm player, Jordan Jackson. It was a depleted Reading roster who lined up against Storm with star player Cracknell on the bench with Bet Dixon. Lewis Champion was also missing, which gave Storm an advantage due to the number of points they contribute to the Rockets. However, new signing Zachary Powell impressed for the Rockets, registering 26 points. Overall, another solid display means that Storm progress into the quarter-finals to face London Sharks. Storm travelled to top of the table Worthing Thunder in the battle of the two undefeated teams in the division on Saturday. Storm's next home game is Team Newcastle University on December 17th. Top scorers versus Hoods, Taylor Johnson, 23 points, Irene Ray, 17, Jack Burnell, 13. Top scorers versus Rockets, Taylor Johnson, 18, Romario Spencer, 17, Seth Swalve, 16. We've come to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are sunrise 07.53, sunset 15.52, giving 7 hours and 58 minutes of daylight. We currently have a full cold moon. If you'd like to give us any feedback or you have a news story or know of an event taking place soon that you think would be suitable for our listeners, please get in touch by email to secretary at DTN hemel.org.uk or call and leave a message on telephone number 927123. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you listen to, if you wish to listen on Alexa, say Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill. Alexa will ask you which broadcast you want to listen to. When prompted, reply, play the decorum talking newspaper. This part can be tricky. If Alexa offers the wrong station, just say no and then try again. If you have a Google Home, say, hey Google, talk to talking newspaper, then play decorum talking newspaper. 
For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, after the music, there is the amenities section that gives details of various group and contact details of organisations. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up carefully, turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Until next time, it's goodbye from all of tonight's team and we wish you all the best wishes for the Christmas season and a happy new year before you hear from this team again. Mm -hmm.